work. Uh, whose cat is that? Oh my god, whose cat's on the loose? There's <laughs> <laughs> a stray cat in the house. Um, Pink Pillow Talk, episode... What episode? I know what it is. I know what it is. Wait, I just exited out of my notes app. Five. Work. Period. Oh, fuck. I need the pillow. <laughs> We're missing the whole purpose. Hold this. Holding it. I'm double micing it so right now. Straddling you. <laughs> but it's fine. Oh, this is... Okay, work. Did I just rip my jeans or rip the comforter? I heard a rip. I did hear... I think it might have been your jean hole. Yeah. My genus. Your genus. My your genus. Joner. You do have to hold the pillow the whole time. Oh my gosh. It is a requirement. David's signature. What's <laughs> 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 the signatures um, on this? Who's that? Max. Oh. But not Max. But oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Work. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. How are we doing? Good. Uh, that's great. <laughs> um, so this is Pink Pillow Talk with Tiger and Barbara. Who are you? I'm Leela. Hi. Leela who? Oh, Hobbs. <laughs> okay, period. Um, so, funnily enough, my first, like, talking point. Mm-hmm. I love a good talking um, point. Do you remember when we actually met? Because I don't. Do I remember when we met? Because I don't remember. I think... Because I want to say New Year's, but I feel like we met no. before that. You know when I think we first met was? I think it was State. One act. When I... When y'all did Hetty. Yes. I think, Maybe? I don't know if we met then, though. No. Because I... I think we like, met. Like, I heard of you, but I didn't know who you I were. Because I also had heard of you because I knew who you were in the play. Right. Because, like, I could spot you out. But I don't think we, like, formally met then. Was it... It might have been New Year's. Wait, were you at Izzy's birthday party? No, because I was in New York. Oh, was so it New it, Year's? I think it was New it Year's. Was, yes, it was New Year's. Cause I remember I was nervous because I had never met you before. <gasps> That's true. And you were coming to my house. Yes. And we were oh my gosh, party. you live it up. Party the night away. Yeah, yeah it was New Year's. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, um, we are not in my dorm. Yeah. We are inside my bedroom. The home. holy room. The holy <laughs> Too many things have happened in this room. Too many. Too I haven't things. witnessed that many. Have you ever... So you know how people love, like, my bed is the sex bed? Of, like, all of our friends? I knew this area of floor over this there was the makeout floor. Okay, um, I didn't know the bed was the, the sex bed. The two of y'all... Also, Leela's girlfriend is in the studio. <laughs> She's <like> sleeping <laughs> in my bed. <laughs> have y'all ever... No. Period. Because we didn't stay that long at New Year's. That is true. We, 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 we got here, like, later, because mm-hmm. we had to go to another friend's party right. before, and then we did Just Dance for a bit, and then Julia's mom picked us <sighs> up. You know what's funny? The what? only videos I have from New Year's are of the two of y'all doing You have show. videos of yes, that? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Wait, we did Grease. You did Grease, and I think we did Rasputin. Yes. I... No. You know what, not, what I remember so vividly? I think it was I think it was you. Me and Annabelle were doing Just Dance and I vaguely hear out of the corner of my ear Oh my god, that rhymed. Oh You're so good. <laughs> I vaguely hear you were like, I've never been attracted to lesbians before but <laughs> something along those lines. You know lines. what's so funny? In college I discovered that my type is mass lesbians. Yeah. That's all I want. Literally. 
Speaking of, how does it feel knowing that everybody and their mom wants your girlfriend? It, honestly, but like, can I blame? No, period. No. She's so sexy. Like, there is a mask shortage, but you know, I got one. (laughs) I snapped one. (laughs) I nipped it in the butt and got one. You nipped it in the butt? I caught one. You nipped her in the butt? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That was really funny. Um. No, never. Wait, how many people have? New Year's was owned. Uh-huh, that's okay. one. And then... Oh, mm-hmm. And then... Okay. Katie? Did they? they, they, were, they, they were they here on yes, New Year's? Exactly. No, they weren't. No, they were. That's the thing. Did they leave they before were here we for like, got... They were here for like 20 minutes. They must have but had... Literally, she walked in without a hickey and left with a huge hickey right here. So I swear to God they did. I think they must have had to leave before we got there because I, they might I, have. I don't think I'd ever met Katie. Like I'd met Parker because he was at I think he was at Izzy's birthday party. Yeah, but I'd never met Katie well, until recently. I was the only whale watcher who wasn't at Izzy's. Oh, speaking of whale watchers, oh my gosh, let's talk about whale watchers. Whale watchers. Let's talk about them. None of them listen. Really? Them. I listen. That's you. Yeah. No one else does. That's really fake of them, though. Yeah, no, it's like some of our best friends. Yeah. That are fake ass bitches. Whale Watchers is so crazy to me because. Do you know what I realized the other day? What? Like in a week, we'll have been the group chat will have been a year old. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because Izzy's birthday party was yeah. over like Christmas break. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember being so nervous for Izzy's birthday party. Like I remember on the car ride there, knew Izzy. I had known her for a long time because right, we danced dance. together. I knew Izzy, and then I think I knew who Julia was because her sister is friends with one of my friends from school. I never mm-hmm. met her, but I knew of her. Most of the people there I knew of, right? But, but I didn't know. I had not met any mm-hmm. of them. I think the only person I knew there was Izzy, and I remember mm-hmm. I was terrified. Yeah, we're they're a scary bunch. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I just wanted them to think I was cool. <laughs> and now I think you're the coolest out of all really? of us. Yeah, I think you're the coolest. I think the rest of them are lame. I'm not gonna lie to you. The rest of them <laughs> no, suck. No, I think, I think, I think they're cool in their own ways. See, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, that picture from the lake. Yeah. That everyone has as their lock screen or mm-hmm. printed out somewhere. We look like the cast of a reality TV Literally, show. We look like the Kardashians. The day after, like, everyone posted that picture on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, I had, I think, two people text me and be like, is this not, like, the picture for, like, a 90s, like, teen show? Yeah, we should be, like, like a, a 90s sitcom. sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny. No, I genuinely, I genuinely love everyone, though. I think they're all they're so all great. Amazing. I love all of them. I love all of in them. In their own right. In their own right. Because it's, it's such a weird mixture. It is such of a weird mixture. And, like, passions. Yeah. yeah. I feel so odd sometimes being in that. I think about it sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I in there? Yeah. Because, like, even though, like, everyone's different, at least, like, all of y'all, like, went to school together. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Is it? Fine. You're only here because of her. Yeah. And I did just touch her ass on accident. I am sorry. On accident. <laughs> yeah, on accident. Uh, I would never want to touch your ass, Annabelle. She's trying not to laugh right now. <laughs> you can laugh. It's okay. You can giggle. You can meow. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Meow. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's get rid of that. Yeah. Um, definitely going to cut that. 
Let's look at my talking points. I don't remember what I put down. This is so professional. I'm not lie to you. I was a little bit. And you know that's and okay. And I did do this. Um, but that's I did it that's for my mom, for you, and for the guy that I'm having on tonight. That's when the best ideas come out, though. That's true. Oh, um, I saw the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes. The thing is, I haven't seen it yet. When I tell you, it changed my life. I haven't read the book either, though. It's it's. So because I, I have the book. Mm-hmm. I just haven't read it yet. Why? Because... It's been out for like four years. I know. That's the thing. It's been out for so long. I think I like st- st- like started reading a page of it, mm. but then college... You need to watch it. Or read it. I know. I want to read the just the for nostalgia. Because like, I read all of the Hunger Games books. Like, yeah. I think I read them all like in a yeah. month or something. Also, can you talk about... I love dystopia movies. Divergent, Maze Di- Runner. Di- yes, I was literally talking about this last night. All like dystopian movies from like 2014. No one can ever top that era. No, no, like no, that. Like, literally, the entire Divergent series. No, I see it. The thing is, I didn't watch all the Divergent movies though. I read all the books. I didn't. I only watched the first two. Yeah. And I didn't watch the third one because I didn't. I thought the first one was good. Well, yeah. But the second one. Mm, yeah. Also, okay. Spoilers ahead. And the movies, the third one, they don't let her, like, they don't make her die. Really? Yeah, she lives at the end rather than die. Also, but that's, you know like, the funny? whole, like, point. That book was the first book I ever cried to. Really? Yeah. The first book I ever cried to was when Dumbledore died in Harry Potter. That's... I remember so vividly reading it and then starting to cry and running up to my mom oh. and being upset. I was like, why didn't you tell me about See, this? it made me sad, but, like, I didn't have an emotional connection with him. I didn't think I had an emotional connection, like, but I... I, I kind of don't vibe with him, I don't I think it was just because I was so emotionally connected to the books. Didn't this actor like just die? Yeah, that's so sad. Pretty recently. Did you see that? Um. Oh, yeah, you did because Lady texted about it. Um, (laughs) Rosalind Carter died. Yeah, that's That's Jimmy Carter's wife. I did a project on him in second grade. Dude, he's old. He's he's like in his nineties, right? He's ninety-nine. Ninety-nine? Yeah, he'll turn a hundred next year. That is crazy. Let me, let me find a picture of her. That's wild. I Where never... When she first texted about that, I, at first I didn't know who that was. Just... And then I, like, re- looked it up, and I was like, oh, shit. That's, You're like, oh, wait. But I forget about Jimmy Carter all the time, so. I don't. Really? Look at him. Damn. He's been in, like, hospice care. They were both in hospice care for, like... I figured they were both... But don't they still, like... I remember... They still do Habitat, though. This, doesn't he still like do Sunday school at his church? Like mm-hmm. he goes there every Sunday yeah. and does Sunday school. Yeah. That's insane. Like I, love, I like I kind of don't like religion, but like that. That's cool. That's, that's dedication. That's like you know you know at least if you're gonna be religious, you can be dedicated. You're doing it right. <laughs> Speaking of me and my mom, um, went to lunch yesterday. Yeah. And we like sat. You know where Aglinda is? Yeah. We went to Aglinda and we sat for like two hours and just like trauma dumped. Damn. Like the last four months on each other, and Damn. like what through like my mom's like current experience and like life. It was actually like kind of depressing. I love that though. Yeah, it was a good moment. Yeah, like me bonding. and my mom eat Mexican food and just <laughs> share trauma. Yeah, just yeah. trauma. Dose. Also, um, talk to Karen. Our episode this week is just gonna be me and her going through my trauma. No, I love like, that. Like from age though. one to now. No, but I love that. Mm. Just unpacking all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I need a therapy session with Karen. I need a therapist. <laughs> I used to have a therapist, but then I ghosted her. 
Oh, well, okay. So I went to a therapist for like a year mm. and I loved her. She yeah. was an ex Marine. And so she Ooh. was like, no bullshit. Cause like the Period. thing about me and like talking to a therapist is like, I, I can't like beat her on the bush. Like, like yeah, I, 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 I need the like the no bullshit. Cause yeah. like I would like tell her something like, I don't know. Like, I guess I could feel like this. And she'd be like, no, like what they did to you was shitty. They shouldn't yeah. have done that. And I was like, yes. But then I had her for like a year and then she had to move. And I was like, mm. oh no. And they were like, oh, but we have this other therapist you should try yeah. because she's so much like you. But that's the thing. She was so sweet great but we were so similar and because mm-hmm. i would tell her something you'd be like well i don't know like this could be like this and then she would say yeah like it could be like this or it could be like this i don't like, like that no i can't i need someone who's not gonna bullshit my with therapist me. literally i'll tell her a story and i'll be like so like what are your thoughts she'll be like you're stupid <laughs> she'll be like you're literally so dumb like make better choices. no but like that's good that's to have someone like that because it's, it's like it's one thing like if my parents told me that yeah, but like an outside person yeah. who like doesn't like right. like obviously they know you, but like not knowing right. you like on a personal personal yeah. level. Also, my therapist is a lesbian and I, an Episcopalian. I'm an Episcopalian. Like, and she's, and she's like a married mother of two. No, I'm so my family's Episcopalian, and my entire church like so gay, like Work. the entire church. You probably go to the same church as her. Emmanuel Episcopal. Yeah. Work. Do you know what's funny? My great-grandmother went to Emmanuel Episcopal. Really? Mm-hmm. I love Emmanuel Episcopal. And my grandparents were like, nope. I went to preschool there. Aww. Yeah. Do you know where um, the big old Methodist church in... The Athens one? Yeah. Yes. I no, mean... not... Uh, it's not the big one, like the big white one. It's, oh, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's, it's like, like a gray building. It's right when you get off... Like you're just entering downtown mm-hmm. and you're passing by... What's even close to there? Is it like near Bottle Works? Where like that? Yes. Yes, I know yes. exactly what you're I talking about. There. Really? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it was an okay experience. Yeah. yeah, I liked I liked Emmanuel for preschool. It was very it was like Montessori adjacent. Yeah. Like, cause I was gonna go to Montessori yeah. preschool, but then like I was gonna go to Athens Montessori, yeah. but then we went to Emmanuel, and it's like basically Montessori, but like yeah. not as yeah. not as all Montessori. Brother, all of my brothers went to Montessori. Really? They went to Washika. Oh, yeah. I knew a girl who used to dance with me. She went to Montessori until eighth grade. Okay, I don't know about that. No, they have like, you can go till high school to I go to Montessori. Like she went for so long. My brother did like a kind of like semi Montessori, like STEM school. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what Double Helix is? Yes. Yes. My brother went to Double Helix really? for like two years. I knew a girl yeah. who also danced with me who went to Double Helix. Yeah. That was a weird place. We have, like, a not pleasant experience. Yeah. Honestly, love Montessori, though. Montessori's kind of slight. I not on it too much, but, like... It's I've... just about the earth. Have I told you about how I was in a cult? You were in a cult? Yeah. Well, okay, not, like, really a cult. It was, like... <laughs> like, semi- cult adjacent? Cult adjacent, yeah. Um, when I was younger, when all of us were younger, um, I did this thing called Wild Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Where basically, like, she's spasming. That means she's falling asleep when she starts <laughs> I <know>. twitching. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's I know. falling asleep. Um, but it was this thing called wild intelligence where, mm-hmm. like, once a week, I would just go out in the woods with all these other kids my age, and these adults would just, like, teach us how to live in the woods. Oh. Yeah. Very much, like, honestly kind of midsummer. Yeah. Um, and then once a year, they have this thing called rendezvous, mm-hmm. where it's, like, three days, everyone's in the woods, you're living in tents. Mm-hmm. I did a maypole. Really? Yeah. 
Like it was like looking like like, 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 like literally legit, midsummer. Yeah, like I legit I was like in like normal clothes, but I was literally dancing around with other like people the ribbon. With the ribbon. That it was actually No, but that's cool though. It was really fun. People did a lot of drugs. Yeah, I bet. Like that was the first time I ever like smelled weed. Damn. Yeah. I was like twelve. That's cool though. It was really cool. Yeah. And like that's I met like a ton of weird people that like I now know. Yeah. We all kinda like got out of it. <laughs> Because that was, like, Karen had her, like, Karen's always been, like, religious, but, like, she had, like, her spiritualist yeah. moment where she was, like, it's about the woods. Yeah. And, like, feeling nature. And have God. you heard of, like, those, like, I know specifically in Oregon they have these things called, it's I think it's called outdoor school, where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's literally, like, preschool and elementary yeah. school, and you go to the woods, and you're there for, like, normal school hours, mm-hmm. and you, like, hike, and you do different activities, like, you, like, learn how to build dams That's in the river. That's kind of what it was. But honestly, I love that stuff. Like, even it's really cool. some of that stuff that Montessori does, like, I've known so many people who went to Montessori yeah. for, like, preschool and elementary school, and, like, I had one friend, and she was telling me, like, they, like, learned how to, like, do the dishes. They learned how yeah. to, like, clean a kitchen. It teaches, like, actual important, skills. And not, like, like, important life skills. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I think, like, the stuff that you, like, normally learn in preschool, like, obviously that's important, like, right. counting and shit. Yeah. But, like, you can have, like, I feel like a mixture of both yeah. is, like... Perfect. So I actually have to tell you, I have to tell you a really funny joke that I heard yesterday. What? That you probably not are, probably won't appreciate. Okay. What's another term for coming inside a woman? What? Loading the dishwasher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard. I forgot. That's like a Matt Rife joke. I think it might have been actually a Matt oh, Rife joke. Oh, have you watched this new special? I don't want to. I I'm scared of it. I was gonna. I wanted to watch it just so I could look at him. Not. I don't think he's hot. Even though I I am a lesbian, but like I can still appreciate attractive men. I don't think he's that hot. Here's my thing. I've seen a bunch of clips of him. I think he's great at crowd work. I Mm. think he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to like. I agree. Great with coming up with stuff on the spot, yeah. but I don't think his like his like actual jokes. Yeah, his actual like written work. Apparently, not... he opened his new special with a really not good joke, like about domestic violence. Did you see his Instagram story the other day? No. He posted. It might actually still be up. He posted something that was like, "If you've ever like been offended by any of my jokes, like click this link and I'll help you." And oh it was like God. I forget what it was. But I'm, it was, like, a link to, like, wait, it might still be up. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it says, if you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. And then the link is called Tap to Solve Your Issue. And oh? it's a link to special needs helmets. <laughs> like, legit. Oh. Like, that's the link. My God. Like, he's so problematic. No, here's the thing, is that he makes jokes that aren't for him to tell. Yes. Like, a lot of his jokes, like, I remember, like, before the special came out, I remember he, like, released this statement, not released this statement, but he said he was like, I'm tired of people saying I'm only funny because I'm hot, so this special is catered towards men and, like, not women, because because everyone's like, oh, he's catered towards women because he's hot, and so he's like, this special is, like, catered towards, like, the guys or whatever, but he makes jokes that are not they're not funny because he shouldn't be telling them like if someone else 
told like he like he like if he like the jokes he makes about women if a woman made that joke that would be funny so because funny. she has that lived experience right. like the nuance that yes. makes the joke yes. funny when him t- by him telling the joke it's, it's just it's surf white man. it's surface level yeah. and it's not funny because he doesn't have that either lived experience yeah. or that nuance of like right. being the person right you know what i'm saying yeah okay so speaking of this do you think stand-up as an art is dead I think and I think yes and no because so I listened to this one podcast which I think you should definitely listen to. It's called We're Having Gay Sex and it's mm. run by Ashley it. Gavin. So she is a lesbian comedian mm. and I genuinely she has she's been in like a little bit of hot water in the past for okay. like some jokes that she's made Not because people say that she's insensitive, but like any comedian, their right. people are gonna have problems with right jokes in whatever way but she talks a lot about the comedy industry Mm. and like i don't really know that much about the comedy industry but i think (laughs) (laughs) sorry we got the first burp (laughs) we got the first burp of the episode i think yes and no because like younger people are so sensitive i hate when people say that because i don't think it's that we as a generation are more sensitive i just think it's because we're more open with our emotions yeah because i think so much in the past like people have been so much more closed off yeah with their emotions and so i think by the by the fact that we're just now expressing how we feel that automatically means oh "Oh, we're sensitive just because no one ever complained about it in the past people complained about it it was just not Not as oh not public yeah and Mm -hmm. I don't know because I've like watched I've only watched a few like actual stand like yeah. I've I've watched all of John Mulaney's specials because he is one of the funniest men in the world. I think he's so funny and uh, who else have I watched? I've watched some of John Mulaney. Do you Mulaney. know who Nicole Byer is? No. You need to watch her special. Do you know what nailed it is? Oh, is she show. the She's the host. Oh, yeah. I knew she was a comedian. She has a comedy special on Netflix. Uh-huh. It's called um it's called BBW. Uh huh. No, like I love big t- black women. It's so. I funny. love her as the host of Nailed It. She's funny. Have you watched Taylor Tomlinson? Mm-mm. She is great. She just she has her own late night show now. Ooh. She's like one of the first like Period. really big women yeah. late night hosts. Right. Her her special's so fucking funny. Period. She's hilarious, and yeah, John Mulaney, Taylor Tomlinson, mm. I. Ashley Gavin, her spe- her like she has her first special came yeah. out I think a year ago. It's on mm-hmm. YouTube. It's great. I think it's so fucking yeah. funny. And can't I mean like I know like SNL people, but like yeah. the thing. I also think SNL is kind of dead. I thought it was dead, but they have some really funny new cast members. They do, but like they don't have the like traction with the cast members. Because I think before, like in the earlier like 2010s, they mm-hmm. were like pulling people who were already kind of famous yeah. to begin with. Now they're just like pulling random people. Yeah. Which I think is smart. Like it gives people a platform. Yeah. I think. Traction. I think. She's moving. What you doing? <laughs> I think they need. What I, I think right now, SNL's in like a weird place because it's like. They still have some of those like classic famous cast members that have been right. there forever. Like they have Keenan Thompson, like been there for such a long time, and they're great. Like Is that frozen hot chocolate good? She's slurping it up. <laughs> and like they're like great. Like famous comedians, like they've yeah. been there for so long. It's like they have that new people that like no one's ever really heard of. Yeah. I think what they need to do that would honestly be smart is 
let some of the old cast members go and yeah. make it like basically all new yeah. people because Chloe Trost is one of the yes. new. She's fucking she's hilarious. So fucking and then Mark's last name. He did. He was in. He did that song with Timothy Chalamet in the r- most recent episode. Oh, yes. He's yes. hilarious. Hey, are we going to talk about boy genius? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, them showing their underwear. I, I had a moment. I have the biggest crushes on them. I have the fattest crushes on all of them. Like, who's your favorite? I don't know. I, you like, can't, I, I, I can't decide. I can't have a favorite either because, because they're I, all so different, but I want all of them at the same time. I need all of them. Like, all like you don't understand like the videos of them taking off their shirts Dude, I can't. tits out girl <laughs> annabelle flipped over she wants to hear the boy genius conversation <laughs> but yeah, yeah. god I love, yeah, I love them i i need them to win every single grammy i need them yeah um, they deserve it they deserve it they really do. i thought it was weird though some of their songs are like in the rock category they kind of like which like they kind of are I don't understand but like, it's how they differentiate that i don't know who else they're up against mm-hmm. in that category because yeah. i think lana like has a song in the rock in the rock category. yeah i think like Her and olivia rodrigo i mean olivia rodrigo the thing is i don't i think grammy categories are really hard because like yeah. every all the new music nowadays i feel like is blends of different yeah. stuff so it's hard to like yeah, like classify. like there's not like a <laughs> I guess there is an alternative category yeah. but like even then like how do you classify what's alternative, right. what's alternative and what's not. yeah because like alternative used to be like what isn't really popular music yeah but now everything's popular and like so many indie music like I feel like we've lost what indie means because like it means like independent yeah. right and so that like are you going to talk about Hosier? I haven't listened to all of his new album yet, I will admit. Did you listen to um, Northern Attitude with him I, and Noah Khan? I haven't listened to that much Noah Khan, which I need to get it. Really I feel like I would really like his music because I've, I've been really into folk lately. I'm in my folk era. I really like folk music, but I haven't listened to him. I just, I, I get in like places where it's like, there's like different eras that I get in where mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, I really want to listen to like so much new music and yeah. just update everything. Yeah. But right now I'm in a spot where I just want to listen to when there's the same music I've been listening yep. over to over and over again. Yeah. So speaking of, um, let's do our first segment. First which is, segment. You're gonna do your song of the week. Song of the week. Oh my gosh. Mine has a whole explanation to it. You go first, then okay. I want to hear. So, I found this girl on TikTok. Uh-huh. Her name is Chinchilla. Oh. She's a British... Like two like, words or like one word? No, it's just Chinchilla. Just Chinchilla. She's a British rapper. Oh. Who does like... I don't know how to describe it, but it like it gives the energy of like early Demi Lovato. Oh. But it's good. Like angsty kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's angsty, but like there's a little bit of like grunge in there. Ooh. Yeah. And it's like rap? So the song is called Little Girl Gone. Love the title already. It's, it's so good. But now it's giving me a fascination with like British music and yeah. like British rappers. What's that one guy's name? Central C, who he's on the like, Panthers. Yes. Him, where he's like, I don't even know how to explain his music, but. I can't. No, British music is very interesting. I haven't listened to like any so of it. interesting. You should listen to her. I will. She Chinchilla? Only has, like, ch- yeah, Chinchilla. She's released like a lot of music before, but like. Because of TikTok, obviously, yeah. like 
she released like two songs and now they're like really popular. Work. Yeah. No, I'll have to check that out. Okay, so what's your song of the week? Song of the week. Honestly, okay. This song I've been listening to not just this week, but uh, so much just over this semester as a whole. It's going to be. Romeo and Juliet by the Indigo Girls because I've been listening to a lot of the Indigo Girls after Period. after Barbie and like yes. closer to fine I was yeah. like fuck I forgot about the Indigo Girls yeah. and Romeo and Juliet is such a good song because so it's a cover of an right. older song from the 70s and right. I hadn't fucking heard about that by some random guy was it you who texted in the group chat something about like 80s disco yeah yes we need to talk about it Donna Summer Donna Summer Donna Summer no but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of 80s music mm-hmm. and then also Indigo Girls. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet is such a good song. It's a cover of an older song from the 70s by some random guy. Ooh. But the Indigo Girls, they're gay. Like, it's right. so, like, Homo. obvious. Yeah. Homosexuals. Homosexual. But no, yeah. they like, com- I just love that song so much because all it is is the guitar and her singing and yeah. her voice is I love so. Simplicity in yes. Music. Her voice is so, like, guttural. Like, it just sounds like. Mm. It doesn't even. <laughs> poked her head up with that word. She said, huh? I like I like songs where it doesn't sound like they're trying to sing. Yes. Like it sounds like they're just like talking, and that just is how their voice that. sounds. Yeah. Like it sounds like she's like reading like a like like a poem. Ooh. Like like what's it called? Like it's like like a spoken word poem. Like slam poetry. Kind of like slam poetry, but like it has a chorus and stuff. Okay. But Romeo and Juliet, it's just, it's so cool because she's talking about like Romeo and Juliet is like a straight relationship mm-hmm. and she's singing from like Romeo's point of view. Right. But because she's singing from his point of view, she's, it's like she's talking about a woman and the mm-hmm. fact that she's gay, it just mm-hmm. adds this yeah. whole like, you gotta listen to it. Romeo and Juliet. Take Me to Church is about a gay relationship. I did know that because of the music video. Mm-hmm. The dancers in that music you know video. so good? Um, at his concert, mm-hmm. whenever that was, I think September. Yeah. They played, like, a compilation of, like, this gay couple, like, Aww. as he played the song, and I cried. I, I would cried have cried many, on the spot. No, that music video I remember watching in middle school. It's like... I think if I remember correctly, it's like the two guy dancers, or maybe it's just one yeah. guy and he's like shirtless and yeah. he's doing ballet. It's it's, it's good. Love it. Let's look at hmm. what else can we talk about? Oh, have I told you about my research project that I'm doing? No. <gasps> Girl, I, I love a good research <laughs> project. Girl, this shit is good. Okay. Let me hear. So it's through the English department. Mm. Um, so we're studying the rhetoric of psychedelic use. Oh. Literally. Love to hear it. I'm literally like living my best life. Yeah. Like literally our entire job is to research all of this propaganda Mm -hmm. and how it affected people. Like anti-drug propaganda? Yeah, anti or pro. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. That's really interesting. I fucking love like stuff like that. I love shit like that, dude. I love education. I do too. We had to go to like um, this symposium yeah. To like get paid uh-huh. for the research um, project. Uh-huh. And I learned so much shit no. that like I don't really care about, mm-hmm. but it's so fucking interesting. I love stuff like that. I went to a research symposium last semester mm-hmm. for an honors college thing. Yeah. And like the whole, that one was kind of themed around like the arts and like yeah. it was through like the arts and architecture department. Right. And so like that stuff was They're interesting. Connected. 
Yeah. So oh. we have it's the College of Arts and Architecture. So it includes dance, music, theater, art, and architecture. It's like all like one department technically. Yeah. So that's interesting. Coa College of Arts and Architecture. Okay, period. <laughs> you know what my college is called? What Bagwell? Bagwell. Bagwell. I'm Bagwell College of Education. Love it. I'm College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, hey, baby. Lib. Hey, Lib. Lib <laughs> <laughs> Okay, snowflake. Snowflake. Literally. You are a snowflake. Yeah. Some would say that. <laughs> Love a good political science major. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot you are political science. Yeah. What do you want to do with that? So I have a minor in public health, and mm-hmm. I was kind of always set on like doing lobbying. So like <sighs> working for so a that. nonprofit, like yes. it's always been like I've always wanted to do Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and like going up, like speaking at like council meetings, speaking at yeah. like congressional hearings, and like trying to get policy passed. Yes. But I still have that in the back of my mind. But I think I want to do lobbying, but specifically for sex education. <gasps> Because yes. last semester I did a research project about sex education in schools mm-hmm. and like effects nationwide, and I yeah. specifically talked about in North Carolina, cause that's where I go to school, right. and like all the standards and stuff. Yeah. And like I've always like I just I've always loved learning about like the female body. That sounds so gay, but like not You're in that so way. Less. You're like so I love learning about. Like over quarantine, yeah. Over quarantine, I watched I think about two like two or three documentaries about pregnancy, about birth control. I fucking love learning about that kind of stuff. I don't know why. If if I didn't have to go to med school and I didn't have to actually do anything, I'd love to be an OBGYN. You should be a doula. The thing is, I like be a doula on the side. I think doulas are so fucking cool. I just don't think like. I think I would, you could do. my anxiety would explode thinking yeah. about that there's a baby's life like in, in my hands. hands and like yeah. this like woman is trusting me to yeah. deliver a baby. Yeah. That's terrifying. I have a friend who is a doula. That's so fucking cool. It. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But I've always loved learning about like pregnancy and like just like all of like that kind of you surrounding. Yeah. I really want to have kids. But <laughs> oh, Annabelle gave a cute little so smile. Happen for you <laughs> How do women have sex if there's no man? <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that Trixie and Katya clip? Is this a real thing, or is that something made up by the liberals? <laughs> like, but how do they have sex if there's no man? <laughs> Where's the penis go? Strap, sir. Strap. Oh, I love strap it. Strap up. Strap. Stay strapped. You should make that a campaign. Say, stay strapped. Stay Literally. Strapped. Yeah. No, but I just, I, I did a project last semester about mm-hmm. sex education right. and just specifically like looking at North Carolina's like what they have to teach. And I'm not kidding. This is like verbatim what it says in the North Carolina Department of Education. Mm-hmm. Sex education in North Carolina, they have to teach that the best way to stay free of STDs and, like, sexual violence is to have a monogamous heterosexual marriage. That's verbatim what it says in the education standards. Speaking of that, did you ever do D.A.R.E.? No, we didn't do... We did um, okay. CHAMPS so at my elementary school. that's, like, kind of a big thing that my research project yeah. is over. It's because I did D.A.R.E. Oh, Yeah. yeah. 
I was like the last class to do it. Yeah. And how like basically how like teaching abstinence to like you do it in fifth grade. Or yeah. I did it in fifth grade. Does not work. Does not work at all. For at kids. all. Like fear mongering children into yeah. like, not wanting to do drugs or alcohol does not work. And that's how it is with sex too. The CDC yeah. has proven that if you teach like how to practice safe sex and like teach yeah. about consent and stuff people are more likely to not have sex it's more likely that they're gonna put it off because now they know like risks and like all this other important that needs to be talked about before having sex burp count number three Three. hey we're we're doing pretty low yeah i'm only drinking one drink yeah speaking of what are our drinks today um i have Mm-hmm. Well, you never actually told me what uh, it is. This is my freshman and sophomore year coffee order. It's sweet as fuck, and I don't know how I like it, but it's a. You're Duncan. drinking half of it, so you must like I'm it. I'm guzzling it down. <laughs> She's a guzzler. It's for the nostalgia. It's a medium iced coffee with French vanilla cream and then liquid sugar. Liquid? Because if you get the normal sugar in like iced coffee, it's it like granules. Do you know I work at a coffee shop now? Really? Yeah. Like a barista? Yeah, I'm a little barista. Oh, that's so cute. It's so hard. I bet. I could never it's be so, a barista. We have to like use like actual espresso machines. Ooh. Like dots for like every single drink. That's it's so difficult. That's terrifying. It's really I could never. Um, I'm drinking a dirty slutty filthy chai. Whore. I think I think I discovered that a dirty chai is one shot of espresso. A dirty slutty chai is two shots. Two shots. And a dirty slutty filthy chai is three. Shots. three. So last episode, my song of the week was, um, I don't even remember. Oh, it was Run Rudolph Run by Cher from her new Christmas album. Oh, I haven't heard that. It's actually really good. It's Work. Um, I did play a little snippet of it on the episode, and I did get a copyright flag on my YouTube channel. <laughs> that means you're but like, famous but now. Like it, no, but it was, a, it was like, I didn't get it taken down because I'm not famous. Oh, yeah. but if you were, it would have. But like, yeah, I she wouldn't you. have survived. Poor um, Cher. Poor Cher. Yeah. How is she? Is she okay? We need to check on Cher's, her. Cher's hot. Cher is Young sexy. Cher. Young Cher. Honestly, Cher before and after plastic surgery yeah. hot. I so love Cher. Are talking about Gordon Cox's plastic surgery? I haven't seen it. You have? See, the thing so is... So you remember her in Friends, what she looked like. Yeah, she was hot in Friends. Let me... All the girls in Friends were hot. You know what's funny? I also have to look up Jimmy Carter now. Oh. That's what she looks like. She oh, like, I have she like, seen she that. She, like, ruined her face. Yeah. What did she get done? Did she get, know. like, a I think a, she got, a cheek. like, cheekbone filler. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. But, like, not in a good way. Like, it looks like she... You know how that plastic surgery you can get where they, like, give you dimples? It looks like she got yeah. that. I can't wait to get plastic surgery. Really? Yeah. The thing is... People who shit on plastic surgery, if you had the money, you'd get, like, yeah. why would you not? Like, I'd get Botox. Do you know what's really sad? What? I think I decided that I am going to get the hair transplant surgery. Do it. Eventually. But, like, what's the problem with that? I don't get yeah. it when people shit on it. My only problem is I'm going to have to be, like, bald for, like, three months. Really? Yeah. Because they have to shave your whole head. But why do you have to stay bald for, like, three months? Because, like... Nope. <clears throat> Number four. Because my hair grows <laughs> back so slowly. Oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Five. <laughs> Who is that? 
Oh, is that Sweeney? I saw that in the car. She's so hot. Look at the. She's so hot, dude. <sighs> Sydney Sweeney. She's so hot. Just Euphoria in general. Euphoria. And uh, Hunter from Euphoria was. She. On... She's, she's in the Hunger Games. Yeah, she's the Hunger Games. She, she is so. Hot. She was so good. She's so hot. You. She was like barely in it, but she was so good. Yeah, she's Tigress, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I. I love Hunter. And I want. I want to. Okay, have you seen Priscilla? No, I want. I want to see it so bad. I want to see it. It's literally. I've heard that it was better than Elvis. No, I. So I never saw Elvis because I just didn't want to, and also it was like three hours long. It was really long. And I didn't want to see that. I saw it three times in the movie. Did you like it? Elvis was depressing because, like, growing up and not realizing that like people you think are like really cool are actually kind of shitty human beings. Yeah. Yeah, that is hard. That's why I think is I really did not have any sort of connection to Elvis at all. Like, but now that Priscilla's out and Sofia Coppola is directing it, Priscilla was there. Yeah, and she said that Jacob Elordi did the perfect accent. Like he sounded just like him. And Austin Butler went like full on method for like three years. Yeah, I think I think everyone was has been saying that he went like he, like the voice and stuff that he did for Elvis was like stage Elvis, yeah, and like the, and Jacob Elordi like at least what like Priscilla said after is like like, like how he really was like not like performing yeah, Elvis. What I heard is like obviously Priscilla is made by H four. Yeah. So I've heard that um, Elvis the movie was like more like. A big version of yeah well movie. it was damien chazelle right, right directed it yeah and then priscilla was like the life was it damien chazelle i'm gonna, was it? no it's um fuck damien chazelle is la la land who is the guy who did romeo and juliet with leonardo dicaprio Baz Luhrmann. that's okay Baz i get the two of them confused Girl, this, <laughs> i don't care about directors i care about directors when it's a woman yeah and that's who? Really? Is she a director? She has, I think. Mm-hmm. I want to say her and John Krasinski. Is like I know because he directed A Quiet Bottoms. Place. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Bottoms? <laughs> no, but I want to. Oh, I really want. I to. could talk about this movie for hours. I've watched it three times. I've watched it once in the movie theater with A B and a friend. Our friend Kinsley. Shout out Kinsley. <laughs> Love her. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think I think I think that'd be funny if you bleeped it. But I've watched it in the theater and then once it got on streaming, I bought it and I've watched it twice. I hate comedy movies. Like I really don't like com- I don't The thing is, I just I've never watched a comedy movie that I've thought is like funny because I feel like a lot of the times So I'm gonna stop you right there. What about Book Smart? This is this is this is what I get into. This is what this this is where this is what I'm talking about. Majority of the comedy movies I've seen, it's directed by guys, obviously, of but the course, comedy is like gross. It's like people puking and then yeah. slipping in it, people shitting and getting stuck in the bathroom, like people making jokes that are offensive and like not like in a funny way. Yeah. But 
this brings me to bottoms and Booksmart also fits in this category and like even like Lady Bird even though it's a coming of age I'd argue like I'd argue like it's a comedy like in some ways but like this whole category like bottoms is unlike anything I've ever seen before it's so perfect it's a female director Emma Seligman I think so you say your last name and her and Rachel Sennett who acts in it they wrote it together and it's such a perfect representation okay. of like queer women because it's not in a way where it's like like over sexualizing them that's, it's real that's why people love heartstopper stopper heartstopper i i like heartstopper we i've watched all of it but then me and annabelle were watching the new season mm-hmm. and we we didn't finish it because i think i i think it's so great and yeah. cute but i feel like sometimes it loses me because it gets rid of the storyline and just yeah. becomes like an education show, yeah. which I think is great. Yeah. Like, I love the representation in it. Yeah. It's so great. And I think that stuff is so needed. But I think the reason why a lot of it turns a lot of people off is because it goes away from being like a TV show with a story. As like an education program. It's not, yeah, it's not marketed as like a PBS, like no. education news hour. It's marketed as a TV show. And I feel like it loses the plot sometimes. It's literally a teen romance. Yeah, I just think they could still have the exact same great representation, but yeah. then also have a storyline where like each character's story arc isn't just educating people about something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you should just be educated. Yeah. You shouldn't have to watch British television. Yeah, and I think it's so great that they have the representation because like so like like they had great asexual representation. Like I love that because yeah. that never gets represented. Right. That and sex education. Yeah. I love sex education. I love sex education. Jillian Anderson is so hot. So hot. I, like, they do such a great job with representation. I just think it worries me because I feel like because the representation is so good, people are going to get turned off by it and be like, well, this is just, like, there's not even a plot to this show. It's just about showcasing. I think a big thing with, like, gay media and like gay tv mm-hmm. is like all of it seems educational which makes it seem like it's branded as lgbtq tv yes which it shouldn't be branded as that because it should just be TV. it should be and that's how bottoms is because Period. it's literally it's literally called bottoms like you know the movie's gonna be about gay people yeah. but it's in a way where anyone can think it's it's so fucking funny and it's not in a way where people are going to interpret it as like it's like just preaching this you know what i'm saying it's like because i feel like there's such a common stereotype that like gay tv and stuff can't be entertaining because it's just like teaching people about stuff it's just gay and like there's like that such common like stereotype about like lesbian movies in particular like the slow burn yearning and like i can't even i eat that stuff up but like did you you ever watch red white and royal blue i haven't watched it i want to i want to read the book first i watched it like maybe two weeks ago did you cry i didn't think i was gonna like it Uh because i heard from people who watch it that was like just porn yeah like that was it it made me cry yeah laugh and get a little bit Mm. well the guy who's in red white and royal blue is in bottoms which one nick the actor nick last name starts with a g galaz something he's in bottoms he's so funny he's so funny that movie made me I want to read the book first because I've heard the book's good. Yeah. But yeah. I'm start reading. I'm I, to read it again. 
You need to get into it. I've been in my reading era. I've been reading this gay book. It's called Cleat Cute. <laughs> it's about two girls on the U.S. women's national soccer team. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I, okay, after watching Hunger Games, I want to get back into fantasy. Oh yeah, because I I used to love fantasy novels. No, I would I would read like a book a week, sometimes two books a I week. Need to stay busy. Yeah. And books. No, okay. yeah. Have you heard of um, the Court of Thorns? Yes, books? I have heard I've about that. that I've heard about that. The only thing about that is is that I've heard it's good, but I heard it's a lot of just like porn. <laughs> yeah. And I it's so don't hard get me to wrong. Find, like good books that are like fantasy that don't have a little bit of porn in them. But like, don't get me wrong. I love smut in books. Like the gay yeah. book I'm reading right now, it's like there's lesbian porn in it, it basically. Like, smut like is so much more intellectual. Yes. That it makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. But the thing is, with some books, like I just I don't know if I could read a book where it's talking about like a man's penis in descriptive detail. A man's member. Ew! Yeah. Like the okay. words. Like I can't read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh I no! Told myself, I never could. Oh no! I, I can never. I can't do that. No. But maybe I don't know. Yeah, get into reading. Anyways, watch Bottoms. It. It's just. It's so. I literally could talk about it for so long, but it's just like is so real. Yeah. And it's not like. I just feel like anyone who watches it, even if you're not gay or not a lesbian, yeah. you're you'll still think it's funny. Yeah. Like it's the jokes, like that. Th- that's like the first like comedy movie, like yeah. that and Booksmart. Like mm-hmm. that's my sense of humor, yeah. and it's because it was written by a goddamn woman. Right. Because it's fucking funny, yeah. and it's not like puke and shit jokes. <laughs> okay, but sometimes the puke and shit. Jokes. No. Sometimes. No. <laughs> and Oh my gosh. First off, political science major. Yeah. Let's talk about the current political state of our world. Here's my thing. I watch dystopia movies like The Hunger Games. Yeah. And I my outlook becomes so bleak. Yeah. Because politics at all times, I'm horrified. Yeah. Like Here's... at any given moment, I'm absolutely horrified. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about American politics, because like that's my area of focus but i think i have so much hope but then i also have so much fear i'm taking a media literacy class right now and so like we talk about basically like problems in the media industry like how to become media literate like how to find like how to identify fake news like how to tell when an article is written by ai and like that shit is terrifying. It's I have so much hope because burp count number six. I was like, hey, burp at the same time. Love it. We'll call it seven and a half. Yeah. Anyways, I have a lot of hope in some ways because, like, I'll, I'll see like things, like, especially like in the medical field. Like, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. it's just because I mean I am a lesbian and like I plan to like yeah. marry a woman and like. But, like, stuff like that, like, seeing developments every single day about, like, yeah. new medical technology arising where, like, like women can be able to have babies or, like, without all this right. crazy, all these leaps and hurdles having right. to jump through and, right. like, all this stuff. And, like, 
I'll see like videos of like people like my age like speaking in front of like yeah. Congress and like speaking yeah. like writing fucking emails to the president and yeah. like all this shit and like that makes gives me so much hope but then I have so much fear and it's fear of not the, it's not a fear of this generation and what this generation is going to do it's a gener it's a fear of what's to come and the and a fear of the generations like ahead of us yeah like thinking of like i saw this is not related to politics in a way but i saw this video of this she's like a dance teacher to little mm -hmm. kids and like i've been a dance teacher to little kids so i know how it is and she was talking about her fear of like millennial parents and how she was like teaching a dance class and she said that she like almost started crying in the middle of teaching because there are these little girls and they're like begging to like play like fuck what's that sexy red song um pound pound town they're they're begging they're like play pound town they're five years old play play pound town and all this stuff and they're like twerking and all this stuff and she was like sort of crying and she's like i'm so scared that like kids this young are being exposed yeah. to shit like yeah. this and that stuff is terrifying to me especially with like like little girls and like me like yeah. being a woman and like having this whole history of like right. being sexualized from such a young age yeah. and like that stuff in particular like seeing that there are like five-year-olds now who want to listen to pound town yeah. and who are working at five years old and seeing videos on tiktok of like 12 ding Sorry, <laughs> seeing videos of like 12 and 13 year olds with their fucking like tits out and stuff and i'm not saying this in a way to slut shame no. but the thing is i saw i saw this quote on instagram the other day and it was like not sexually liberated you're 15 years old yeah and that like rocked my whole entire world because like seeing like 12 and 13 year olds like with their tits out like talking mm -hmm. about like having sex and all this stuff right. i'm not saying this in a way to like fucking slut shame like girl i love talking about sex i'll talk yeah, about sex all day long but you're 12 yeah, years you're old children. and you're being exposed right. to this stuff i know we like especially like this generation talks about it all the time like when i was in middle school like i was wearing fucking t-shirts and like yeah. cargo pants and now i see middle schoolers like wearing lululemon and like with their asses out again i'm not saying this in a way that some like slut shaming them i'm saying this away on like how did we get to this place right. where 12 and 13 year olds are talking about sucking dick on the weekends right. Yeah. And that just scares me from a place of just, again, like, me being a woman and having this whole history of, like, sexual trauma and, <laughs> and like, just being sexualized from a young age. Yeah. But they're being sexualized from an even younger age. Yeah. And that is terrifying to me. How, like, the three generations, like, our parents' generation, mm -hmm. us now, and then, like, the kids now. Yeah. It's, like, our parents grew up with, like, TV and like the birth of internet. Yeah. And we were like kind of this in between space where like TV was still a thing, like traditional media mm -hmm. news. Like we all watched Disney Channel growing up, but we also had like social media, like Instagram yeah. was born. And the generation now, traditional media kind of like doesn't exist for them. It really doesn't. Like my brothers have never once watched TV. Really? Like they own, like they watch YouTube, Instagram, uh -huh. TikTok. Yeah. That's it. 
no. And I think I hate to say this, mm-hmm. and everyone hates to say it. Social media is going to be the downfall of every generation after us. It is so. It's just mind-boggling to me. And like, I'm not the most technically like technology like smart person. Tech savvy. savvy. I'm not fucking tech savvy. I'm not a computer girl. Like, I don't know any about that shit. But like, but you're, you're just a girl. I'm literally just a girl. <laughs> but like, it's like, and like, it's so cliche to say that. Like, yeah. but like, I volunteered in elementary school like twice a week, and like, I eat lunch with these kids. So I'm talking about. I'm asking. I like ask them stuff like what they do yeah. and all this stuff. Girl talks about. I ask, what are you gonna do when you get home from school? I don't know. I'm probably gonna go on like TikTok and like. Yeah. You're in third grade. Yeah, I didn't have a phone until I was 13. I know. And these yeah. Five year olds are on TikTok. And it's, it's like, I think it's such a complicated, like, discussion to be had about that kind of stuff because it's, like, you don't, like, the world is, like, technology is evolving and changing so fast. And it's, like, it's kind of ignorant to say that, like, like, that they're not going to be exposed to this kind of stuff because, like, it's, it's like, they're good to it. They're, like, there's not a way to, like, completely shelter them not have them be exposed to it's impossible like they're going to be exposed to it but i think the conversation that needs to be had about that is how do we do it in a safe way that is not like exploiting them yeah it's so dangerous and especially with like ai and like that stuff's on my mind just because we've been talking about it so much in my class kids aren't gonna know what's real at some point no and this is so like just ai and like chat gpt like i've I've never used it. I've used it one time and it was in yeah, that class for a project because yeah. we had to like look up stuff on there. It's terrifying to me. It's, it's so, so scary. scary. And it's like, I know like we shit on our parents and grandparents all the time for like not being technologically savvy. That's going to be fucking us. Yeah. Like with these kids who have had iPads from the age of five years old, yeah. like that's going to be us yeah. like in a few years. I'm kind of happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I'd rather be out of the loop than in a bad loop. It's, yeah. It's just, I think when it comes to like all this stuff and like future generations of kids and stuff, it's just finding, it's not about like whether or not they're going to be exposed to it and like sure they're not exposed because they're going to be exposed whether you like it or not. Like you can't do anything about it than not being exposed. It's how do we let them be exposed to that in a way that is safe and healthy for them and number eight (laughs) and not in a way and not in a way that's going to negatively impact them because there's no regulation there's no fucking regulation none at all it's just it's so crazy to me it's it's so crazy to me and just like like i want to have kids so badly like i've always known i've wanted to have kids But it's terrifying yeah, thinking about bringing a child world. into this world yeah. with all this shit that's happening that I can't control. Yeah. Like, as a parent, like, you can't control half the shit your kid's going to be exposed to. Yeah. But what you can control is, like, how they're educated about it. Yeah. And I think this is so cliche again. But, like, girl, education is so fucking important. It's so important. It's so important. I think it's been, I think it's lost. So stupid. Yeah. And then I got to college and I was like, Wait, no, this is important. It's so important. People aren't educated. It's like it took me leaving here to realize that people weren't. Yes, it's getting out of your little small suburban town and going and like where I go to school, like so much diversity. Like going to my school has opened my eyes so much in like ways and like 
it's not like I've been like you have to like go and actively like try to expose yourself to stuff right. just being in an environment with people who look different than you yeah. and people who have different experiences like has changed my life so much because it changes your whole like, outlook on the world so much we're like we're bred a worldview yes when you like grow up like where we do yes like you're taught one specific way yes without realizing that there's other places and specifically like within like the gay community yeah. like Growing up here and then, like, like figuring out that, like, I figured out that I was, like, gay, like, I guess pretty later than, like, yeah. I figured out during quarantine when everyone and their mother did, but, like. came out during quarantine, too. Oh, my God. This is a story. Things I didn't even come out to anyone. I just came out to myself. This is a, my gay awakening story, she. It's just... <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear? Are you, are you comfortable? <laughs> yeah. No. It's just... It's just... It's it's just funny to me. Okay. So... Hey, guys. <laughs> so, I figured out I was gay in quarantine. <laughs> so, I figured out I was gay in quarantine. And I think it's so frustrating whenever, when people who come out, like like figure out their gay during quarantine everyone's like oh it's because they're indoctrinating you because like so many people You're came out home. give a girl at least a month of alone time yeah, she's gonna figure, figure out some so shit about yourself and it was so because so i figured out that i liked girls over quarantine but i had a boyfriend at the time i was dating my first ever boyfriend so i was like oh i guess i have to be bi because i'm dating a guy so i have to and that like so that relationship like ends i didn't tell anyone i was gay like I didn't, I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time. Didn't Did tell. He broke up with me. What'd you do? This, I went a little off the rails. So, this, it's such, it's like my like gay like awakening is so tied into like, like male validation and all that stuff because. Yeah. So I like knew, I think I was like oh, okay I'm bi like during like quarantine when I realized that I liked girls. And then I thought I was bi until I started dating a woman. <laughs> and then my world changed. No, but so I thought I was bi for all this time. And then I start dating a woman. And, like, Annabelle's the first girl I've ever been with. And, like, first girl everything and I all that stuff. That. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, like, like, I've, like, kissed friends, like, twice. Right, you know, just, like, a peck. But, like, that didn't do anything for me, girl. <laughs> Her smile right now is so cute. No. No, but like, like being like with Annabelle, like completely changed my whole view on my sexuality. I was like, because like I thought it was bi. And then like before we started dating, I was like, I think I'm just going to say that I'm like queer. Because like, that's easy enough. It's easy enough. You know what it's giving? What? It's giving one of the people that we know who continues. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love. No. <laughs> okay but so then i was like okay i'm queer and so then we start dating and i'm like hmm am i a le oh my grandparents are here <gasps> work you can continue you want me to continue, <laughs> you continue. okay i didn't know they were coming they're what now <laughs> so you're achieving climax yeah anyway so then i'm like am i a fucking lesbian 
And this is... Well, you were fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Am I fucking a lesbian or am I a fucking lesbian? (laughs) Anyways, so... She really thought that one was funny. (laughs) So then I go... So this is like... The entire first semester of college last year was my whole journey to, like, am I a lesbian? Yeah. Because I changed my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And this was from a podcast that I listened to where they, like, it's, it's always a podcast. It was this one girl, and she was talking about how she was engaged. She was in, like, 10-year-long relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. They, she got engaged. During their engagement, realized she was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she said, this is what did it for her. And this is what did it for me. She said... I realized that I'd be, like, at a party or, like, walking down the street. I'd see, like, a genuinely, like, attractive guy. My first thought wasn't, oh, I think he's attractive. It was, do you think he's attracted to me? This shattered my worldview because I realized all of the relationships and situationships and everything that I had been with guys, it was never out of oh I really like them every single one of them started as I really hope they like me and that literally blew up my entire like view about everything because then I went back and dissected like every single interaction I've ever had with a guy and I was like damn I really the thing is it was so hard to unpack because I fully convinced myself that I like liked some like I genuinely liked these guys and I was like no, I was just so obsessed with wanting attention yeah. Yeah. and validation from them yeah. that I just convinced myself that I liked them. Right. But that's another thing of like the worldview being bred. Yes. Literally like, bred okay, into me. I have an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I think every child is groomed. Oh, yeah. Every child is. In a way. In a way by either their parents or whoever is like a like figure in their life. Yeah. Like not the definition that like people associate with yeah them, but like you're taught and told conditioned how, you're conditioned yes and told discipline the people in your life think you should and have. that's why education is so fucking yeah. important because it allows you to actually be yourself and get views and from someone who's not around you 24 7 you're getting views from an outside perspective so yeah yeah so that's how i figured out i was a lesbian and i have told this to like so many friends who have been like questioning whether or not they're lesbian and this has changed their lives that's why is someone calling you no no okay um we're at a solid like 68 minutes. Oh my yeah. god. I'm kind of impressed with us. I'm not gonna lie. No, I'm impressed too. You ready to wrap up? Yeah, I'm ready yeah. to wrap up. Actually, girl. wait, fuck. We forgot Barbara talk. Oh, yeah. Actually, okay, wait. You grab the pill. Um, so obviously, Barbara talk is about your sleep. Oh, girl. So you sleep. Girl, bad. You got insomnia like the rest of us? I don't even, I wouldn't even classify it as insomnia. I think it's just anxiety. I think it's. Did I ever tell you about how, um, Whenever, like, I first, like, got on meds for my anxiety, mm-hmm. the only reason I did it was for insomnia, and uh-huh. the drug that I was taking literally slowed my heart rate down to the point where I passed out every night because I couldn't go to sleep. I life. saw that in your first podcast episode. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's- no, it's like... It's like it, it'll either be between two things. It's like general anxiety, like about life, yeah. or I will literally like me and Annabelle talk about this all the time. I get anxious to fall asleep. Me too, because I'm like, 
I need to fall asleep. Why am I not falling asleep? Yeah, I start th- overthinking some me sleeping. Like anxious about me waking up on time in the morning. Yes. Yes. I'm like, like am I going to sleep through my alarm? I'm like, if I'm not asleep in 10 minutes, I'm not going to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Also, have you seen that thing that's like people with anxiety um, can't like sit in silence because their like own thoughts will take them over? I literally can't. If I'm doing like eating dinner, have to have YouTube or a podcast on. Yeah. I literally cannot. Like it yeah. scares me. I've started having to put my AirPods in at night because I literally yeah. if I sit in bed by myself like in silence. I will not. I have to have noise on when I sleep. Yeah. I have to either have a podcast on or TV. Yeah. You know that Debbie Ryan clip where she's like, it literally scares me to be still. Like that's <laughs> that's me. That's, but like unironically, yeah. like it scares yeah. me to be quiet. Yeah. So yeah, sleep, sleep fucking sucks. Sleep is literally fucking horrible. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna sign the pillow. Oh my gosh, yeah, I get, get to, to sign, sign it. Yeah. Aww, and I give purple my favorite color. Well, I'm using the same marker for everything. Oh, I'm gonna sign it. Just put it. it anywhere, girl. I'm gonna do it not in cursive because I hate my cursive. Oh. Can we talk about how they don't teach kids cursive in school anymore? There was a girl in one of my college classes. Can you use your last name. Oh, there was a girl at college. We're in class the other week. She goes, we're like doing a handwritten test. And she says, Is, <laughs> she goes, um, I really don't know how to write print. Can I just, can you read cursive to the professor? I was like, you don't know how to write print? What? We're in college. <laughs> Education. 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 Oh my God. Gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you like to plug anything? Plug anything? Yeah. Um, your life? Your social medias that we hate? <laughs> Go follow me on Instagram. Actually, don't. Um, come take my dance class. <laughs> yeah. when, when is that again? December 13th. Oh, I, at... I told you why I can't come. Why can't you come? I'm going to be on a business trip. What? We're going to Purdue. Oh, that's sick. Go see Piper. <laughs> Annabelle's cousin. Oh, she go to Purdue? Work. Yeah, come take my dance class. December 13th at 8 o'clock. If you're in is Athens. It's $10. Yeah. Can I zoom in? Yeah, you can zoom in. I'll prop you up on a computer. I'll be in a hotel room. Perfect. Just dancing with one of my coworkers. Perfect. Perfect. Um. Okay. Yeah. So this was Pink Pillow Talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. On YouTube. And it'll be in the description, I think. I can yeah. chat GBT to write everything. <laughs> After the whole conversation yeah, we had about yeah. AI. Okay, but it's not about AI, it's about laziness. Yeah. 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 Stay yeah. educated. Yeah, stay educated. Go to school. Go to school. Yeah.